Hello everyone, and welcome to an episode of Late Night Sprites, and it is super snowy outside, like really snowy, like it's been snowing for quite a few days, and the forecast is expecting even more snow, so if you haven't listened to the past episode, definitely look up the one on relaxing games, those might end up being great ways to bundle up and beat the cold if you're like me, maybe with a puzzle game or perhaps something like Stardew Valley, but... Aside from beating the snow, I decided to pick up a game that was in my backlog that was not mentioned in the Relaxing Games episode. I decided to pick up a game that looked cozy, that I heard was very cozy, and no surprise actually turned out being cozy. This was a game that I'd rented back in the day, but I never finished. I think it's because my rental period expired and I just never rented it again to finish it up. That game being Kirby's Epic Yarn. So welcome to an episode of Late Night Sprites, everyone, the laid back and fun video game podcast where I like to talk about all sorts of gaming topics. And today I'm reviewing Kirby's Epic Yarn, one of the few Kirby games that I have never beaten. As a big fan of Kirby, there are only about five games left after finishing this one on my list that I have never finished, and this year I'm hoping to finally beat the Kirby games that I never beat. Although one of them is still eluding me, but since I have to wait for the snow to lift, I can't go down to my retro game store and just hope that they eventually get a copy of Canvas Curse. That one I have more of a complicated history with, so Canvas Curse and Rainbow Curse are probably going to have to wait for another episode. Moving back to Kirby's Epic Yarn though, this game is very unique for a lot of people were shocked at it when they first saw it. A Kirby game that did not have any copy abilities and was considered way too easy because Kirby can never die in it. He can get hit a lot and he can get hurt, but he can never die opting for him to get hurt and just drop a lot of money. Which, to be fair, if you like money, this might hurt even more than losing a life. Um, moving on though, this game was originally supposed to star the second playable character, Prince Fluff, in a whole original game, but then was swapped to Kirby and making Prince Fluff the player too. Prince Fluff is never returned in the franchise ever again outside of like cameos like the keychains and like Planet Robobot. Prince Fluff just has never been seen again. Neither has the antagonist of this game, but then again, this game is centered around Yarn, and the villain's name is Yin Yarn, and he is a wizard with two big sewing needles. The idea is that Kirby was going throughout Dreamland, and Yin Yarn was causing a lot of trouble. Kirby didn't even recognize this and saw that there was a Maximum Tomato, or a Magic Mumato, made out of yarn. Kirby decided to eat it, Yin Yarn got mad and sucked Kirby into the sock around his neck, sucking him into the world of Patchland. Kirby now can no longer inhale enemies, but because of the magic Mamedo, has been given the ability to transform and do lots of cool things. Kirby can dash by turning into a car, Kirby can ground pound by turning into a weight, Kirby can float by turning into a parachute, and that's about it, but there are also transformations hidden throughout the stages that Kirby can access and fun ways to break up the gameplay. Kirby may not be able to float or inhale the way he's known for, but he's not defenseless. On top of all of these abilities, Kirby can use a yarn whip, taking up the way of the Belmont even before those two crossed over in Smash Brothers all of those years later. You can also roll up enemies into yarn balls and throw them back or use it to break blocks, or um, 
like for example there are some enemies that have like horns or drills or sharp objects like spears or arrows made out of yarn still and you can roll those into even more powerful yarn balls as Kirby navigates this new land of Patchland, he has to make his way back to Dreamland before Yin Yarn makes everything a very crafted world. Also because, well, that's Yoshi's shtick, not yours, Yin Yarn. So, moving forward, you go through from stage to stage, getting as much money and collectibles as possible, racking up your total, collecting furniture, designing apartments, and doing your best to save the day. This game is very cozy and very welcoming. The music is very soft and gentle, but very memorable and relaxing. The gameplay with very responsive controls is great. And even though Kirby doesn't have his standard abilities, the game and stages are designed around that. They still make a memorable experience. This game has you going from stage to stage in many worlds, defeating bosses and doing a couple side quests and saving the day and playing a few mini games along the way also which are also there either by yourself or with the player two playing as the original protagonist prince fluff since i'm snowed in i had no friend to play this game with me so i'm rocking this one solo as i am with most games that i review on this podcast but that's okay moving on with this game i found myself really enjoying it and I'm really glad that I played it. I find it really interesting, though, because a lot of people back in the day were mad that Kirby didn't have his standard abilities, but I find it almost harkening back to Kirby's very first game, a game where Kirby couldn't get copy abilities, where he had to rely on power-ups, like the microphone and the super spicy curry to do some damage, or sucking up blocks or waiting for the enemies to attack and leave stars behind to suck those up and spit them back or just any kind of obstacle like wispy woods apples i find it very interesting that this game almost feels like a spiritual follow-up successor to what kirby originally was compared to what he is now and i think that's okay I think it's okay to look back every once in a while, as long as you don't overly rely on nostalgia, and create something new. I find that the whip in making the yarn balls is really fun and creative, and even though Kirby can't die, there's an incentive to get the money. At the end of every stage, you're rewarded with a medal after you clear it, whether it's bronze, silver, or gold. And at the end of boss stages, there's one level upwards, which is a patch, which unlocks another level. So you're going to want to collect as much money during these stages or boss fights as you can to get 100% completion and get to the end. Throughout all three stages are three chests, collecting two pieces of furniture and a CD. The CD you can listen to back in the hub world and watch cutscenes. And they remind you of that when you try to skip cutscenes, because every time you pause, it's like, it's okay if you want to skip, you can watch it later. And I find that pretty funny. But there's also two pieces of furniture. This usually involves light puzzle solving, because this game is more puzzle focused than platforming focused. As you get those couple chests, you'll get pieces of furniture. Go back into town and there are several apartments with new tenants, some of them even housing mini games. When you go into these apartments, you will use the furniture that you found in this stage to decorate their apartments by pointing the Wii Remote at the screen. 
And that's where the gameplay really changes from cozy to even cozier, doing a fun little apartment design thing. You can even design your own apartment, which Kirby has his own apartment, and they mention rent. But I didn't do anything with it because I didn't feel like potentially grinding money to pay rent. I didn't even dis... I didn't even decorate the optional apartments. I ended up collecting the furniture and just moved on to check up my percentage rating. So there are a bunch of empty apartments back in Patchland, except for the tutorial one, because they make you come back to Patchland and show you, oh, here's your incentive for grabbing that random furniture. And <laughs> I think that's pretty funny that in this game, or in this story at least, Kirby just did not care about designing houses. He wanted to get back to Dreamland. He was probably very hungry. In between every uh, level is a cutscene, much like the opening of the game, which is greeted by a very warm narrator. The narrator just sounds super relaxed and is super invested in telling this story. And having this game have a storybook-like format really ends up making the game even more appealing aside from its cozy visuals and fun soft music. This game also has a few remixes of classic Kirby tracks but done in a newer style with an orchestrated band and they sound really good. The graphics also still hold up even though the cutscenes are like these animated stills they just look really good and the game itself looks good as well i'm playing the wii version because i do not want to meddle with the 3ds version not only did the 3ds version look worse but the wii version cost me 15 dollars the 3ds one i think is going upwards of 100 and yeah i'd rather get more than just one game with my retro game budget so Going back to every stage, aside from getting the three collectibles, there are also three patches you can get throughout a stage. There's a bell at the end of every stage that when you ring the bell, it could potentially land on these stars. And if they do, you're rewarded with even more money and could even be your push to getting a medal if you had a hard time finding beads in the stages or didn't really feel like exploring. The only other thing about these is that if you don't collect the patches, that segment on the wheel will be grayed out and that's happened to me before and I've landed on it and you get nothing. You just get the reward of beating the stage. Hope you grabbed enough beads beforehand to get that medal or for the sake of 100 completion you're going back in. Throughout every stage is fun transformations, and that's also a great way to get beads. From a mech that you have to tilt the Wii Remote to fi and fire missiles from, to a surfboarding penguin, to one of my personal favorites that is a spaceship that may or may not be a reference to past Kirby games. There are a few good references to past Kirby games in this game, and I find them just really nice that just... I don't know how to say it, other words, that... There aren't too many of them, so that when the Easter eggs appear, it's just fun to see. The transformations are really fun to control. The only one I ended up not liking was the train. The train involves you pointing a Wii remote at the screen and like placing tracks down while the Kirby train moves by itself. It was just kind of boring to use and not my favorite compared to the more involved ones like the dolphin or the penguin on the surfboard. Sometimes they'll even make a whole stage around a transformation and I find that a nice change of pace as well. These transformations break up the gameplay and really help it stand out. 
as this Kirby game is more about exploration and puzzle solving than straight up platforming. That being said, the pacing of this game is a little up and down. I found myself having a lot of fun at the beginning and in the later half of the game, but the pacing of the middle of the game just didn't really do it for me. About worlds 4 and 5 just had these stages that went on way too long, specifically like the volcano world, like with the jungle setting. Some of those stages they wanted you to do a lot of back and forth and they didn't end up being that fun. But minor complaints aside, this game is still definitely worth your time. This game will run you about 5-6 to six hours, which is a basic Kirby fare, and has plenty of side content as well as post-game content. I ended up really enjoying Kirby's Epic Yarn more than I thought I would. By going through this game, I just had a fun smile on my face and found myself enjoying this game the entire way through. Enjoying the visuals, the aesthetics, the fun and cheeky writing and the cutscenes, the narrator's investment, and just how fun the gameplay was. Even though Kirby couldn't die, I didn't want to get hit because I didn't want to lose my money, and I found myself invested in every stage that I was playing. Going through the standard fare of grass, desert, water, uh, volcano, the typical fare that we've seen in Kirby and Mario plenty of times before was just fine because the world itself had not only really inviting music and a warm and cozy feel, but just really fun design, seeing everything made out of arts and crafts and yarn and wool and how things changed when you used your transformations, looking for the treasure chest and solving puzzles and finding ways around like the level design like finding ways to get into the background or ways to go through a door and you just see it's like a building as a piece of cloth so you see kirby like bumping up against it until you find the other door it's so well designed this game sticks to its guns in terms of the yarn aesthetic the entire way through making the game super charming, and the fact that it harkens back to classic Kirby with a style of gameplay that, instead of copy abilities, relies on power-ups and using your resources around you to fight enemies is really neat. The bosses are also a great change of pace, not only having really fun music tracks, but also being really creative in their look and in their fights. Some of the classic Kirby enemies get a yarn makeover and their fights make for some of the best in the game. The final boss is a little anticlimactic and disappointing, but not gonna lie, the second phase of the final boss did have me giggling and grinning as I dealt with it, even if if it felt like I was kind of just pressing a button to win over and over and over again. Yes, it's kind of interesting that with the inability to die, that when you fight a boss, you can just get hit over and over again and just lose your money and eventually win. That's the crazy thing about this game. You will eventually win as long as you stick to it. You will make your way to the end of the stage. Sure, you might not get a medal, or sure, you might pass up a couple pieces of furniture, but you will see the credits if you just stick with this game. This game isn't an impossible feat, but rather just a cozy journey, a fun puzzle-based platformer involving a lot of yarn and a very cute aesthetic. I think Kirby was the perfect character to do this with, and even though Yoshi does have a yarn aesthetic, I wouldn't mind either a paper craft or arts and crafts Kirby game again 
in the future. I think an art style change would be fun, and now that Kirby has gone full 3D, I am excited for the future of Kirby's 3D outings, but I think, much like Mario Wonder, something like this could do great things for Kirby's 2D outings. With people saying that Robobot, Triple Deluxe, and Star Allies and Return to Dreamland all look and feel and sound the same, I can't, even comparing them to the new Super Mario Brothers games, which I say no, I think that those are just perfectly fine and they each find ways to stand out on their own. Yes, they feel a little samey and they all have that look, but I feel like there's a big difference and Planet Robobot is just perfect. I'm going to have to talk about that at some point. I think that a visual shakeup for a 2D Kirby game, much akin to, as stated earlier, Mario Wonder, would work great for the series. I think that Kirby should get another yarn game. A game that's focused more on puzzles and using your yarn whip and transformations. I think taking Kirby back to his roots but also building off of that is a great way to incorporate that nostalgic feeling of people who played the original Kirby game and enjoyed it. This game may not be the longest and this game not, may not be the toughest but this game sure is a good time. If you are looking for something fun on a snowy day and have a Wii and you have this game, well, I highly recommend playing it. But if you're a Wii Retro Collector, this one is definitely worth putting into your collection and stands out. Nintendo during the Wii era is very much like Nintendo during the GameCube era. With some of their characters, they weren't afraid to experiment. Whether Wario got this 2D hand-drawn platformer involved getting treasure that still looks phenomenal today, Kirby was made out of yarn and maybe didn't have copy abilities but still had a cozy and fun adventure or something like donkey kong using a pair of bongos to beat the living daylights out of an elephant this was a time that nintendo experimented and even though every experiment didn't work this one really did so yes i recommend picking up kirby's epic yarn and i highly just think that it's a must for retro collectors. I will say get the Wii version. Do not try to hunt down the 3DS version. First off, the eShop is down, but second off, just the 3DS version just looks bad. It doesn't look good. I used to have it and then I sold it and now I regret selling it because of how much it costs nowadays, but it didn't add anything. They add this like enemy who just bothers you throughout the game and chases you. And then they added copy abilities and stuff, and I feel like that really takes away from what Kirby's Epic Yarn really stands for. There were definitely a few 3DS remakes that were good, like Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask. Even though it doesn't look as good as the Wii U one, Poochie and Yoshi's Woolly World still kept some of the good look, as well as the really good gameplay intact. But... Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn definitely goes into the category of remakes like Mario Maker 3DS or Mario Party the Top 100 that just don't work. They're worse in every sense of the word. So yes, if you have a Wii or a Wii U, go out and pick up Kirby's Epic Yarn. It will definitely be worth your time. Thank you so much for listening to this review of Kirby's Epic Yarn and for listening to this episode of Late Night Sprites. I know this one's a little bit on the shorter end, but 
I just haven't really had a lot of motivation with the weather being so bad, but I definitely wanted to get an episode out. I definitely have some fun stuff coming up on the horizon for the blog and podcast, which if you want more, check out Late Night Creative Thoughts. I recently talked about Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, and I'm kind of just going through my backlog and trying to pass the time while the weather is so bad. If you want to, check out the last episode, which was on just fun, relaxing games. As mentioned at the beginning of the episode, you might find something to help you deal with the snow the same way that I am. And honestly, starting a run of Stardew Valley doesn't sound too bad about now. Also, with this being said, I do have some fun content planned for this year aside from the usual indie game content i will also be talking about the nintendo ds throughout the year on the blog and the podcast i'm going to try doing it on the blog but definitely on the podcast so even if i end up just not talking about it much on the blog i definitely will be doing a lot there but late night creative thoughts at blogspot.com i'll have a link in the description for anyone who's interested in the podcast um, episode or anyone interested in the blog of the link of the podcast episode. That was a flub, but I'm just going to keep it in because we're so close to the end. But yes, the Nintendo DS this year is turning 20 years old, and this is one of the systems I have the most experience with and most of the fond memories with. I still play my DS now. It is one of my favorite systems, if not my favorite system of all time, for a myriad of reasons, and I plan on diving into some DS games that I grew up with and revisiting them, as well as some hidden gems, as well as games that I may have overlooked or some hidden gems that I missed. So get ready for some Nintendo DS content, but I also have some fun indie game content on the horizon as well as just other games and other gaming topics. So 2024, I have a lot of fun episodes planned, whether it's the ones mentioned or maybe covering some news and some other fun non-review topics and so on. But that's for another time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Feel free to check out the blog or the other episodes. I try to upload at least once a week, but take care of yourself, take care of your mental health, and if you're like me and you're dealing with snow, stay safe out there. Make sure to take care, and I will see you again on the next episode of Late Night Sprites. Bye!